Welcome to the Social Witnessing Podcast, observing the world from a nice, safe distance. Episode 51. 51. Six months later, we are back. We were just uh, putting together some content. (laughs) Six long months of planning. And then we sat here looking at the phone saying, what are we going to say in this one? What's not depressing? (laughs) Yeah, so uh, the world is ending. No, everything's looking up. Everything's looking up. I mean, you burn it down and build it back stronger. Oh, I was reading this interesting article, and it was about New Westminster here, across the water there. And in the, like, 1840s or something, they had, like, their downtown. It was a great little place to live. And then, like, a fire ripped through and burnt down, like, everything. Hundreds of people lost their homes, their jobs. No lives lost. Everything just burnt down. But then they rebuilt even better. And so they were saying, like, it was such a triumphant story about New Westminster that even though most of it burnt down, within a year, they had rebuilt most of it, and they built it better. And had better planning. Yeah, that, that seems like a pretty apt analogy for 2020. Yeah. Burn it down. Tomorrow. Build it better. Tomorrow, I think, is Trump's last day in office. Ooh. Uh, vaccines are being rolled out. Mm-hmm. Israel's already deep into theirs. We are still, uh, in North America, we're still fledgling a little bit. It's so funny how the news is so skewed depending on what you're reading. Because, like, if you look at, um, like, whatever the Conservative Party in Canada says or, like, the news outlets, it's like one day they're criticizing Trudeau for not having enough vaccines. The next day we have too many, blah, blah, blah. And then I just read this thing about the World Health Organization called out Canada as a hoarder and said they had ordered enough vaccines to vaccinate everyone in their country five times. Yeah, but I don't think we've gotten those. Well, that's what they said. It's speculative. <laughs> like, yeah. that we haven't actually gotten them, so... And Pfizer said, like, they del- they cut our order in half because they're, like, upgrading facilities or it's something everyone in Europe and us, for some reason, uh, is getting less, but they say that they'll catch up by like the end of March, but that pushes everything back. So now since we're in a low risk category, like the lowest risk category, then apparently we don't get vaccinated till sometime in August or September. Yeah. July to September was the range. Yeah. I think that's, that hasn't changed though. Like I think it was always like September. Yeah. But Israel's like going to be done before we start basically. Yeah. I still think it's it's funny that, like, in our local news media, it's all trash-talking, and then the World Health Organization is, like, criticizing North American countries for ordering too much because poorer countries can't afford it, right? So they're trying to do a COVAX program to help the world. But then they're, like, pointed out one nation, and they're like, Canada, <laughs> freaking hoarders, ordering all these vaccines. You can't hoard if you don't have them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know. Hoarder in theory. We, you, you order something. Then you notice on UPS or whatever it's called in the States, they don't even have it tracked. So you're like, well, I got to order it again because I don't even know if it's coming. Yeah. Just ordered a few times. We know it's not coming. They told us or a lot less. Yeah. Now we know some of it's not coming. It's it's more about the rollout though. That's what the U.S. is struggling with is that they have a lot in some places, 
but they're just like mismanaging how to do it. Whereas Israel's like, everybody has a schedule, like by age, I think they're doing it. And then after that at 7 p.m., everybody can line up uh, across all these um, clinics and whatever's left at the end of the day from people who were scheduled to get the vaccine, they just vaccinate people on the spot. The article I was reading, it was just like, they pull, they literally just pull people off the streets when they've run out of the appointments, mm-hmm. but they still have some because they go, you know, you can't, it's harder to store them. And the, the article is saying like, their theory is everyone's going to get vaccinated at a certain point. So like why the priority thing only matters if really, if people can't get that deserve to get. Yeah. But if they're not going to get it anyways that day or what, or, or they miss their appointment, yeah, or, or something like yeah. that, then they just give it to anyone. Like the article is talking about, like there was a case where there was like a pizza delivery guy, and the nurses like went outside at the end of the day and they still had some doses and they were like, "Hey, pizza guy, come in here," <laughs> and he just got <laughs> vaccinated. Well, your mom was saying they also have um, text alerts, so they mm-hmm. send out a text to everyone in that area and say like, "We have doses left over." Mm-hmm. Because they're only good for that day. Like, once they get down to a certain temperature, they can't keep them. Yeah. So, they have to give them out. Yeah. But it's good, because then they don't waste them. Like, I think we're buying so much in, because we know it's going to get wasted. The U.S. is definitely wasting. There's a lot of story of it. Just, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Really big mismanagement. But hopefully that changes in two days. I don't know if you heard this. Did you read what Biden's doing on his first day of office? Mm -hmm. In office, he's uh, shutting down the pipeline. The Keystone Pipeline. It's like done. So the premier, I think he was the premier of Alberta, like already came out on Twitter and was like (laughs) talking shit. And then the comments had split between Albertans who depend on oil, who Mm -hmm. are very mad, and then everybody else being like, finally. Yeah. And he's also removing the Muslim ban. And he's also joining the Paris, rejoining the Paris Accord? Accord. Wow. So that's a big day. It's just could be all like it's so left and right to well it's really right and right but like every time they switch office the next person come in and just spend yeah. their time undoing what the other person did like there's, that's not extreme, building though. towards anything i know it's like now he's gonna get all this clout for just like doing common sense things yeah hopefully he puts back all their environmental um environmental protections and things like that and they went and and Trump had parceled out. Um, they have a huge reserve in Alaska, a nature reserve, and he had parceled out sections for oil development. But the good news is, even though they all went to auction, I think they thought it was going to raise like eight billion dollars, and it only raised in the millions because no oil companies wanted to explore. Because imagine you're about to destroy. Like imagine the fight you're going to go mm-hmm. through with not only like your native bands, all your environmentalists, plus like youth of today don't want that shit like they already have like polluted water and the oil spills up there like they don't need more mm-hmm. you know so yeah it's kind of neat to see that even though they offered them up for exploration that not many people thought it was worth it I guess if there isn't guaranteed like if you're not guaranteed to m- make money then what's the point like with keystone like now they're just going to go shut it down look how much money's been put into that yeah and alberta is really messed up because i don't know the story but I was just reading off the comments. Like, I, I guess they'd, they, the, the, who's it? Is it the premier, right? Yeah, yeah the premier uh, allocated like a ridiculous amount of money counting on it working. And everyone had apparently told them that, you know, this is pretty risky because what if it doesn't go through and now it's not going through? So all that money that he had like put aside or invested into this, assuming it was going to happen, is now going to go to waste. 
Oh, shoot. So, um, yeah. Bad day for them, but good for the planet. Good for the planet. That's too bad. Like, I know it's hard for us to compete with other countries on manufacturing things like that, but it's too bad we couldn't be, like, clean energy leaders. Like, there's so many people there, like, in oil. Like, I get it. People need jobs. Too bad those people couldn't be, like, couldn't find a path into clean energy. Too bad Alberta But they can. They just, they haven't done it. And I think this is kind of, like, all this stuff is, like, moving towards that. Well, was it BC who said, like, we're going to be completely clean energy by, like, 2050 or, like, something like that? Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure part of that... There's a lot of promises. Yeah. I'm but sure part of that was relying good... on the Sightsee Dam and all these other things that are just, like, falling apart. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. But uh, in theory... I think Ontario really tried, though. Like, they had, like, solar farms, and they had a lot of solar production, too. But I think China just undercuts us so much that it's hard to make a viable business. I think that's the problem. I don't think it's that we don't have people that are into it and that are, you know, engineers and things that can create the technology. It's just that when it comes down to actually manufacturing it, it's really hard to do it here because we can't do it for the same cost. Hmm. But I just keep turning off my lights. We don't drive anywhere, so I keep turning off the lights. No one else turns off the lights. I just walk around the house turning off the lights. It's because it takes more energy. Isn't that the thing, that it takes more energy to constantly be turning on and off than just leaving it? When no one is upstairs. No one is upstairs. I'll come upstairs and every single light is on. Like two lights in the office. Two lights in the office. That light and this light will be on. I always turn this off because you told me it's going to burn Yeah, that one's going to burn the house down. So that one has to get turned off. And then, oh, speaking of which, great story. Oh, you know this story. But I guess our readers might, our listeners might not know this story. Uh, This, we have a halogen lamp that was gifted to me. I really like to repurpose things. I don't like things to go to waste. And this is one of those things that I never want it to end up in the landfill. It still works. But these things get really, really hot, really hot. And at one time it was in our room near a laundry hamper and our son used to like to wing his socks through the air at the laundry hamper and try to slam dunk, like get a basket. And then one day I just like could smell like burning plastic or something. And sure enough, one of the socks had landed on the light and it had like melted and was smoking. And that's also another note to show you how much plastic is in our clothes. Because it didn't burn like cotton. It was melting like it was plastic. It's gross. Anyway, so I keep it in the office now, away from kids. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, and don't leave it on. <laughs> we don't want to burn the house down. When it's not in use, I like to unplug it. Super safe. But it's not going in the landfill, so that's great. But anyway, yeah. I'll come up, and then all the lights in every, like, bathroom and bedroom are on. And I'm just like, why? No one's up here. No one is up here. And there's a light in the hallway, like a, uh, what are they called? Night light. Like, it's, and it's bright enough to see. You don't need to turn a light on when you come up here if you're just coming up to grab something. It's like someone just runs their hand across all the lights on the light switch. Saving the planet one light switch at a time. One light switch at a time. Anyways, we kind of really went into it. Um, oh, without talking about where we've been? Yeah, where have we been <laughs> these last six months? So many places. The couch, the bed, uh, lots upstairs, of cooking in the kitchen. Upstairs, <laughs> the backyard. At least we have a backyard now. Yeah, at least we have a backyard. Uh, lots of hikes. 
I think, I think, I think we've done about, well, Parker and I have done about 30 hikes, I think. So we moved houses. We yeah. spoke about that in the olden days of the podcast near the yeah. end. We moved houses so we could have some more space and more outdoor space, as many people did once COVID broke out and we were all stuck inside. It's been um, a good move. Yeah, really good. Really happy here. It's more like a, well, obviously more like a house because it's a townhouse and we were mm. in an apartment, a one-bedroom apartment with a kid and a dog. So that wasn't sustainable regardless. And then when COVID hit, then it was super unsustainable. Yeah. I thought we would have lived there for two more years. Also, you know, I'm into the environment. I also love tiny house living. Like, I just think it's, I just think it's awesome. But, I mean, when you actually do it, it's a struggle like I'm really good at organizing but when you live in a tiny house or a tiny space you don't spend a lot of time there like it's really just your place for rainy days and sleeping and you're out all the time but once COVID hit and we couldn't go out it was a nightmare yeah. it was like being trapped in a box and a, a luxurious prison cell yeah with way too much stuff in it yeah but now we have a sick view of like yeah all of greater Vancouver pretty much just as I'm talking looking out the window seeing mountains and different colored skies as the sun sets and all the lights from the city were super high up we're basically at the top of Coquitlam I guess we've already talked about where yeah. we live the top of you're about to knock that lamp over oh, yeah. that's behind you uh, I, we're at the, um, we're above the fog line as I've learned about um, west coast mountain ranges there's this cool thing called that I don't know if it's called a fog line, but it is a fog line, and we live up there. So when everybody else is getting sun, we live in a cloud. It has to be a well, no, the opposite. The, the opposite too. Like we'll look out our window and look down at the cities below, and yes. they'll all be under clouds. We can't even see them, and it's like sunny here because we're above the clouds. But it's weird. You can see it. It's like a line. Okay, fine. You're either above it or below it. It's a very strange line. Yeah. I should look that up and figure out what it is. Like what in the, the moisture and the altitude. And it seems to be because we can see the Pitt River from where we are. Like kind of like where it goes into the Fraser River. And yeah, you see the fog rolling off the Pitt River and coming towards you. And next you're like in it and... I know it's cool, but on dreary days when you're feeling a bit down, it's... Yeah, we get to see, like, the entire spectrum out our window. And, like, yeah, it's it's nice when everybody's under the clouds and we're like, hey, it's sunny up here. It's like being in an airplane, like we're we going also, somewhere. <laughs> we also got snow, like, yeah. like, a lot of snow compared to, like, Vancouver had zero, like, actual zero snow. We mm-hmm. were showing, sending pictures to family who are only, like, 45 minutes away, and they were like, what the heck? Because we yeah. were, like, filled with snow. And they had nothing. That was fun. Yeah, I mean, our son, like, Parker, is just thrilled. Yeah. He loves it. And even this, this week, um, we're supposed to get three days of snow here. Later this week. It was nice and sunny today, so we got out. And we're supposed to get three days of snow, and he's just thrilled. I'm just like, I hope it doesn't stick. Not that we drive anywhere or go anywhere, but still, on the off chance, we have to. It's just, like, a pretty steep hill to come down (laughs) And then what about you? You've had some pretty major life changes. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think that's another reason why we, the podcast kind of got pushed to the side when we moved here because I got so busy with work. 
I started working a lot, it was really stressful, and then things like uh, my job just had so much turnover, so many people quitting, and it was just getting crazy, everything, it was just chaos all the time. And yeah, I just kept hoping for it to get better, and then one day I realized it wasn't going to get better, and I think, yeah, so I quit my job. So you quit your job. So I quit my job without another job. And what have you been doing since? A lot of baking, lots of hiking, a lot of hiking. I've really, like, uh, we don't go anywhere or, or, like, go inside shops or do anything like that. We don't go any in, into any buildings or anywhere where there's really people. So I think I've explored Coquitlam from a totally different side, which is all the wilderness around here. And North Vancouver, North Vancouver, too. How much job searching have you done? Oh, just about zero? <laughs> zero job searching. I keep saying that I'll do it, and then I don't do it. I feel like, and then I get really mad when Yaniva asks me um, what I'm planning to do with my life. Because I feel like I've already done everything I needed to do with my life. I, I became an accountant. Like, I'm a CPA. Well, I have a let's, designation. <laughs> let's make it clear. I'm not, I'm, I'm not asking you that in, like, go get a job. Like, don't make it sound like that. Like, I don't want, I've yeah. told you multiple, I don't want you to have a job. Like, I much prefer this setup yeah. where I'm working and you're doing the family life. Um, I'm, when we're talking about that, I'm more interested in, like, doing something for ourselves so we can be self-sustaining mm-hmm. or to like i don't know i, I like entrepreneurial entrepreneurialship <laughs> that's <laughs> a hard word to say entrepreneurialship entrepreneur i was like wait is there an l in there there's an l right entrepreneurialship <laughs> um yeah and we want more bitcoin and you know there's only so many dollars that one job brings and so if we want to acquire more for the future of finance Mm -hmm. then we need capital and so i don't want you to get a job i just want us to you know have something yeah like start something also just because that's what i love like i love starting stuff and yeah. You know, having side hustles and all that. So for me, it's fun. So when I ask you that, you just get all flustered because you think I'm telling you go get a job. I don't get flustered. I you, get mad. Yeah, you get mad because <laughs> you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I want to do with my life. And I'm like, I didn't ask you what you're going to do with your life. I'm like, do you want to sell some cookies or like, I don't know, flip some product or... Oh, write a book. Write a book. Ooh, I yeah, start a tick, a start a TikTok. These are all <laughs> doors I've opened for you, and I'm just like, you could do any of them, and I would help you. Like, I yeah. just, I like having projects. I did, I did seriously consider starting a hiking account since I'm out there anyway. But then, it's just hard because like I don't do any of these things by myself. So when I'm hiking, I bring my dog and my son, and we have this thing where we try not to be on our phones as much around our son. And so it's like any, and like even the we were doing, I was doing a lot of baking and thought about like, okay, well, why don't we turn that into something? But I don't know how to do it without a phone. You know what I mean? Like there's that social media side of it that you have to do. And like, I think that was with the baking that became the big thing. I'm like, well, the whole time we're doing it, it's me and him engaged doing something, but I have to keep stopping to take like the videos or build the TikTok or whatever. And then even like when we're hiking, it's fun for us to take pictures of us and like him doing jumps and things like that. But, like, if I was doing it to actually build a brand or build something off of it, it involves him taking pictures of me or what, And it's just not the same, right? 
you could do things however you want. There's no rule book. And like, like for example, the baking, you just set up a camera, hit record, and just do all that stuff later. Yeah, I guess you could edit it later. And for pictures of like hikes, you just do it however you want to do it. If you just want to snap a couple quick pictures, that's fine. There's no rules. Yeah. You're just like, I think you've probably seen some accounts and you have that in your mind as the blueprint, uh, as the blueprint where it doesn't have to be. It could just be whatever you want. Yeah. You're letting other people's content limit limit your own. Yeah, it's still, it's, t- it's yeah, it's tough. But I, yeah, but I understand the idea of not wanting to like, yeah, to want to actually be in the moment rather mm-hmm. than like recording the moment. Well, and also because where we're hiking around here, there's bears, there's a lot of mountain bikers, there's other animals. And so it's also hard to not be in the moment and be scanning and make sure we're safe and listening for things. And yeah, so yeah, since so we've moved here in the like, what, six months or something? Yeah. We've seen how many bears? Well, they're all in the same few months. Like the first three months we were here, I think we saw about four bears. But then once it got a lot colder, I haven't seen as many. And yet. not like distance. Like when my sister and I went for a walk, they're like in those dusk, we could barely see already. And then all of a sudden you see this giant shape crossing the road, like yeah. a block a block away. Yeah, I mean, most of them, I haven't, it's funny because I haven't, other than one smaller hike that we did that was actually really close to the houses, all of them have been in the, like, developed part. Like, they, it's, like when I'm on a hike in the forest, I haven't seen a bear. Yeah. But when I'm, like, walking down well, the trail down to the park. they come down here to find food, probably. Yeah. yeah, even, yeah, it's on the trail to the park. I see them there uh, near our mailbox. You <laughs> see bears there. Yeah, it's just everywhere. Where I think they're just down here to get food. Yeah, I was at the mailbox a couple months ago, which is just, like, you know, like 20 feet from our house. And a lady who's pulling out of her garage stops the car, rolls down her window, and is like, uh, just so you know, we saw a bear walking through here a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. So yeah, scurry back home. <laughs> so now we carry bear spray everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Even today, like, today we didn't forget the bear spray, but then, like, we were already on the trail, and I went to reach for my phone to drop a pin. I was like, oh, I gotta go back for the phone. And then another time, like, when we did this, I like, had to go back for the bear spray. And it's like, we need to be much more prepared when we're out because it's treacherous out there. Yeah, but ho- hopefully now it doesn't matter because they're hibernating in theory. So it shouldn't matter. I don't, they're not hibernating. That's what, that's what I asked when I was like, do these bears, like, I don't, do all bears hibernate? Like, and every, every... No, when I read, when I read the thing about the black bears in this area, it says that they don't hibernate. Yeah, that's what I thought. And people were like, no, all bears hibernate. And I was like, uh... mm, That's not what I read. And said December, well, if they do, it's, they start hibernating in December. But yeah, yeah. when I read it, it's like, they don't hibernate. I was like, oh, great. Well, but definitely have seen way, way less. So who knows? Maybe they do. But, yeah, so that's what we've been up to. No job search yet, but I guess I have to start thinking about what I'm going to do. I did talk to one ex-client that was looking for some different sort of help, so maybe. That's it. Just chilling, enjoying life, trying to be in the moment, trying not to stress about homeschooling and things that, you know, aren't top priority right now, really. Mm-hmm. Our son's ahead, so it's not like we need to worry about that. 
we're just trying to enjoy the days. Some days I don't feel like doing anything so we don't get much done, but other days like today we hike up a mountain and then I felt really good coming down today. Got some good scratches. And yesterday we started our movement to go to bed at a normal human time because it was getting out of hand. I still fell asleep at three in the morning. I went to uh, bed, but I still fell asleep at three in the morning. Yeah, normal time for us is like 12.30ish, which like to some people is like, that's, that's late. Yeah, that's like when I was working, going to bed at 12.30 is like my normal. But we've been going to bed at like 2, 2.30. <laughs> And nothing to show for it. It's not like, well, I guess I, we stretch and things like that and we meditate. But it's a lot of just like vegging out and yeah, it's just checking out, checking out. Yeah. Trying to get the opposite, trying to wake up early. But neither one of us are morning people like we never have been. I always tell people that, you know, like when I was in high school, I had such like so much trouble getting up in the morning. I just went to my counselor and I was like, look. Some people are night owls and some people are larks. I'm a night owl. I function better at 5 p.m. So I can't have morning classes. And they help me get out of them. So the sole reason I didn't take biology 12 was because if I didn't, it meant I had three first period spares a week. Mm -hmm. And I was like, done. I don't care. I wouldn't, it wouldn't matter what subject or how much I liked it. There was no chance of me taking that. Yeah. Whereas now it's like life changes, especially when you have a kid. So now it's... You know, it's hard. You want to get up earlier and get as much done as you can early in the day because by the end of the day, you're so, like, just spent. Like, a, even if I have, like, physical energy to keep doing something like stretching or meditating, I have no more mental energy, like, for creativity. Emotional. And I have no emotional energy. I think I take offense to everything people say to me <laughs> after, like, 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Who's saying offensive things to you after 10 <laughs> o'clock at night? What, 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 what do you want to do as a business? Oh, what are you asking me the difficult exactly. questions? <laughs> yeah. And what else? That's it, basically. Lots of new cooking and things like that. Uh, the restrictions changed here. So I was going, you know, trying to meet up with people and go for walks and really getting out there. But then the restrictions changed, which sucks, which sucks. And cases have been going up. So haven't really been seeing people that way as much. But any shout outs or like, what do you mean? Like, to, to products, because I would like to no. thank Hard Bite Chips for helping me gain 10 pounds. <laughs> Delicious. If that's not an ad in the making, <laughs> I don't know what is. I don't know how many of their chips I've consumed, but it's excessive. We don't drink anymore, which is a big difference than when we were doing the podcast, yeah. which is maybe if you found this one a little boring. <laughs> that's probably why. We're less funny. <laughs> When we're sober. Yeah. Actually, I think when we were doing this last time, we were just trying to get to that, like, only on the weekend or once a week. But, I mean, I like to save up all my weekend days and do them all at once. In a long stretch. I haven't drank, drank in, like, it's been a couple of months now. Yeah, you've been really good. And, yeah, when we were at the beginning of the podcast, when we were all stressed about COVID and doing all those interviews I was just slamming them back mm -hmm. I was also staying home all the time it's just a different different life 
It is. It was almost like an excuse to drink. Like, oh, you're trapped at home. It's stressful. I'm like, well. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why alcohol sales boomed everywhere in the world. Because yeah. we're all trapped and uneasy. Yeah. But now, big chart chunks of the population don't seem to even care. It's just like they're just live their life and yeah. COVID be darned. I wonder if alcohol sales have gone down or if it's just created a bunch of new functioning alcoholics. However, so many people are working from home. You can just day drink all day. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it doesn't make you feel better. That's the problem. Like, it might make you feel better in the moment or be an outlet, but then you always feel like... like I don't get hangovers, so I don't even have that problem. But I just have the, like, the consecutive drinking days. You feel depressed at the end. So if you already mm-hmm. suffer from depression, it's like... It's like double... So then you have to drink again to get out of it. But then sometimes you drink and then you cry. And it's just like, <laughs> just stop drinking. I don't think I ever drink and cry. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely drink and, and feel like you're not doing anything with your life. Yeah. It must be so hard to be, like, in your 20s right now. Well, maybe not. Maybe you don't care and you're just living your life. But to be in your 20s and be someone who has to obey, like, the restrictions and stuff. Maybe you have people in your family that you're protecting. Because that's such a hard time in your life anyway to feel like you're doing something with your life. Plus, then, now your life has kind of slowed down a little bit. I would have flourished in my 20s in this environment. Not me. It would have given me the excuse to live the life that I had always wanted. Just stay home and drink. Yeah. I mean, I probably would have read a lot of great books, though. Who knows? Maybe I would have been okay. No, I don't think so. I'm too social. I would have read... I used to read a lot. I would have read a lot of books. Before kids. Before kids. BK. BK. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, when I said shout-outs, going back to that event, any people you want to... Uh... Yeah. Shout-out to Linda. Our number one listener. Wait, wait. This is for you. Well, you gotta practice that. I know, that you was can bad. do that. Was bad. I don't even <laughs> like, like my brain was like, how does he do it again? <laughs> I was almost like, like wait, wait. <laughs> I can't do it either. <laughs> he does it so well. Oh, we've also watched like all four seasons of Superstore and are just watching uh, season five. So if you're not getting what this sound is, it's that horn that, that like horn, DJs yeah. do. But that didn't sound like it, and now I'm scared to try again. But one of the characters from the show, whenever he's, like, hyping something up, he always does that sound. What's his name? Um, Bo. Well, his name's Bo on the show, but, yeah, it's awesome when he does it. That obviously didn't go well for us. But, yeah, shout out to Linda, our number one listener. Um, yeah, so we're back. Just chilling. Shout out to my sister, who isolated took a covid test and we spent two weeks together just hanging out it's really nice we hadn't gotten to see each other basically all year other than you know outside in the in the summer and yeah should i play this i might i don't know where it is my cloud nine cloud oh, no. nine you better come inside because it's hell outside i don't play by the rules uh. sanitation our schools immigration deportation kneel dog rock the vote fracking campaign finance before bitches i still can't do it i don't know how he does it 
Anyways, that's uh, if you're looking for uh, to sit in your house and do nothing for four or five seasons. That was, I was, yeah. Um, oh, shout out to Bethany who recommended that show. And when she texted me, I thought she had a typo because she told me to watch Superstore. And if you live in Canada, Superstore is an actual store. It's that like is, our Walmart or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like an actual, it's like a grocery store slash, yeah, it's like a Walmart now. And they paint a lot of stores blue, which is, in this Superstore, it's called Cloud Nine. It's the same color, so... I don't know. Some I want to know who was behind the name of this show and if they know there's actually a superstore in Canada. Pretty sure they paid for it. Yeah, it's weird. It looks just like all their colors and everything. It must be. Otherwise, they would have sued them. Maybe, but it's like. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's called the real Canadian superstore. I'm sure they can be like too bad. Anyways. Shout out to all those people. And to everyone I didn't mention. Hi, yeah. we're back. My sister Tal's an avid listener. Yeah. I think my mom. And um, I don't think there's going to be a single quote from this episode <laughs> that I can use. <laughs> Hopefully no one but our family members who love us watch this. Because this, this was just the warm up. We're just, we're yeah. just getting back. Yeah, we had, like, lots of... It's hard to, like, find topics to talk about because a lot of them lead to dark places. It's like, oh, let's talk about this. And I'm like, then as I start thinking about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, and then that. And I don't know. This is why guests was good, but it's also a lot of work and kind of work, like, setting up setting up times and, and you know, dealing yeah. with cancellations and all that stuff I didn't enjoy at all. Well, and then also, uh, our son doesn't go to school. He's here. So, like, right now, he's playing video games. So, it's also, you know, taking away from time with him. So, when people can't do can't um, do a podcast at night when he's already in bed, it's kind of tough. So. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that was uh, episode 51. Um, well, we'll stuff it down so it shows, like, it's, like, at the bottom of the list. <laughs> and, uh... You're such a hater. We're not even done, and you're already hating on it. I thought we were done. I thought we were going. You were going to play some video games with Parker. I, I am going to play video games, but I'm just saying, like our outro is basically like how bad this one was. Yuniv is super critical of everything that we do, and has made not us we redo, do that I do that I do uh, has made us redo podcasts before. No. Yeah. What? When? Yeah, we've had ones that we haven't put on, and other ones where you've been. I would tad bit too critical. <laughs> I just want to give the people what they want. I just want to make people happy. Um, yeah. Well, this one we just came in and we're like, uh, most of the other ones we've had a plan. Yeah. And this one we just came in and we're like, it's our first one. So let's just do it and see what happens. And, and we also just need to get in the swing of things and stop making excuses for not doing it. Because I think if we had to come up with a... Outline today, we would have put it off till tomorrow, and instead, now we've got one under our belts. On to the next one. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Still so bad. <laughs>